And welcome to an extra special episode of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Dee, a.k.a. Local Neighborhood Baby. So today we have an extra special guest. His name is Ian from the Why Whiskey podcast. He's an amazing personality and a fellow Northeaster. And we will be discussing such topics as the highlights and lowlights of 2020. Yes, you heard that correctly. There are some highlights in 2020. We'll also be discussing our list of winners and losers of 2020. So it's bound to get interesting. Buckle in and enjoy the ride. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, download, and leave a rating today. You can follow this podcast on all social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send emails to localneighborhoodbaby at gmail.com with all your thoughts and comments on each episode. Don't forget, you can make a monthly contribution and become a supporter of this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash localneighborhoodbaby. Your monthly contribution will help towards improving the quality of each podcast episode and the production. Thank you so much for your support. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on. I, I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so firstly, what what do you prefer to be called? Uh, Ian's fine. Okay, Ian's fine. All right, great. Well, welcome to the show. Um, I love your podcast. If you want to do a quick plug of your podcast, please go ahead. Uh, I am uh, the host of Why Whiskey, where we are a, uh, a history podcast with a whiskey problem or a whiskey podcast with a history problem. We're not quite sure yet, uh, but uh, but yeah, you can find me on all of the all the podcast platforms and let's come to drink and have a good time. Sounds amazing. So today what we're going to be talking about mainly is our best and worst moments of 2020. Um, there's been a lot of lowlights, but I feel like maybe there's some highlights. So, um, which would you prefer to start with highlights or lowlights? Uh, well, let's get the, let's get the ugly stuff out of the way first and then we can, you know, celebrate and party the the good stuff at the end. Okay. Well, that sounds good to me. So, (laughs) so let's start off with your worst, your worst 2020 moment then. Uh, uh, losing the ability to hug people. Oh, that's a big one. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, so I'm, I'm an incredibly hourly affectionate person. Uh, I have no personal space. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, I just a touchy feely kind of guy. And, um, I, I shake hands, uh, very closely or I, I hug a lot and that had to stop, uh, this weird like foot handshake thing that people were doing for a while absolutely drove me nuts. I wanted to like, Oh my God. Uh, and so I, I got a hug, uh, about two months into the the whole pandemic thing. Right. Uh, from a dear friend who was visiting long story there. Uh, anyway, and, and let me tell you just that one hug did so much for me emotionally. It was unbelievable because it's, it was almost like a taboo thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so funny that you, when you mentioned that I didn't even realize how long it's been since I've hugged someone so that's insane to think about yeah Um, yeah and it's the touch you know uh, we stay connected but we stay connected via other ways but you know uh, for me personally it's it I need to reach out and touch somebody that's that's my thing oh 
Well, I'm glad that you did get at least one hug this year, which is so sad to say was so true. <laughs> what a crazy time to be alive. Um, I feel like um, one of my worst moments of 2020 was definitely, well, it's kind of, it's kind of a combination. So basically the, my entire company, the company that I work for, everyone got furloughed except for, with the exception of five people. Um, and it's, so it was just me and one other person in my department. And that was crazy to come in every day and have it be just us. Um, and it's, it was just really depressing and really sad. And then also when we started, um, the whole thing of working from home, that was an insane time. I was working 18 hour days. Um, I pretty much spent all of my time in my bedroom and I just felt like, you know, by the end of it, uh, that I, I was going to keel over and die, basically. It was, like, insane how much time, like, I spent just working on a computer. And I had to do it because I felt like if I wasn't working, then I was definitely going to go insane. So that that was a crazy, crazy time and probably, you know, some of my worst moments of 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm with you. They sent us to, so we, my normal job prior to uh, the shutdown and sending everybody home, uh, we were working uh, just about seven days a week um, and long hours. Uh, I was, I was running a, a parachute team at the time. So we were jumping every day. It was super, super busy. And then all of a sudden they shut it all down and sent us home. I didn't like, what, what does one do at home all day, every day? And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, they really hadn't, our job was so physical and outside of everything. And if we're not jumping, then we don't really have a job. So we've got to go find work. You know what uh, I mean? We've got to go, we had to go get plugged in somewhere and then trying to get plugged in. And we just seemed to, to fill up an entire day, kind of, kind of like you, you know what I mean? Like we went there, there's nothing physically to do, but then we ended up sitting on our computers for 12, 14 hours a day in these meetings about meetings. Yeah. Um, and then new meetings would pop up to about briefings for other meetings. And I'm like, what, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so, and, and just sitting like you in front of a desk for, for eight hours a day was like, all right, this is ridiculous. Uh, I was able to, we did that for about three weeks and then I was able to convince my bosses to let me go into my office and do it there. Uh, I told them I needed some, some marriage maintenance. Uh, and if, uh, if I didn't get that office time, <laughs> there was going to be other issues to handle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you about the meetings. Those were brutal too. Uh, you know, when I was working those 18 hour days, about four of those hours was spent in a meeting with, uh, my department head and the CEO of the company trying to come up with innovative ideas, you know, to, to kind of, you know, propel us through the pandemic situation and make sure that we come out, you know, still profiting. So that, that was insane too, to be stuck in a meeting <laughs> for four hours every single day, um, trying, to, can, trying to think. Can we just for a brief moment, talk about how we did all of these virtual meetings for so long and there were still those people that couldn't find the damn mute button that turned oh on their God. camera, right? <laughs> Sitting in freaking four day old underwear in front of their, you know what I mean? Like eating Cheetos. And you're like, bro, you, come on. 
what are you know these buttons by now we've been doing this for months like oh my oh god. god i cannot tell you how many the muting and unmuting the sharing of the camera the even changing your name on zoom um just all of the using computer audio using phone audio i mean all of that stuff that people had to do over and over again and still couldn't get it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was insane. And I saw so many memes online, so many really good memes online <laughs> these situations. Oh my yeah. God. We would have these these big weekly meetings um, uh, with the, the, the big military command that I was in at Ooh. the time. And uh, it was the funniest thing ever was people would forget uh, to, to mute their mic or something. And when you have a, a, a three-star general come across and say, like, call you out by name and tell you to shut your damn mic <laughs> off, it wasn't me. I was just in the meeting. Um, and knowing knowing how the military works, that guy, because they said his name, uh, he definitely got probably 20 different emails and four oh different phone God. calls. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Like, oh, man, he's about to get nuked. <laughs> it's just so bad. <laughs> Even even worse was the sharing of the camera, I think, because you just see things that you cannot unsee, you know, yes. what I mean? but but that also provided a whole lot of fun, too, because, uh, you know, my wife would do these these meetings uh, where, you know, she had to have her camera on and she was trying to be like all serious and professional. So like she had like, you know, a pretty top on and you know what I mean? Like trying to be like super business oriented and and me. I'm home. I'm bored. What what am I going to do? So it became my mission in life to uh, to try to get her to break up or just like laugh and cut up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you do like the jump out, flash the robe kind of deal, you know, yeah. uh, and do the weird little dance like and all these things to try to get her. And she's she's a rock because uh, I, I forget what it was that finally got her. And it was something something little and stupid that finally got her to laugh like super hard. Um, <laughs> But like all these weird things like that, that was fun for me. Like I, I had a good time with that. My kids like doing their virtual school would be in class trying to talk to their teachers. And I'd be like, you know, like shooting rubber bands at them or something while they're trying to like be serious. Oh, that's funny that I mean, you were the morale police around the house. So that's good. <laughs> I was drunk the whole time. So I mean, <laughs> that's another thing. Can we talk about that for a moment? Because I feel like people that didn't normally day drink were definitely day drinking during that time uh, working from home because I definitely was. I mean, you know, it's not often that you that you get to, uh, you know, open up a, a bottle <laughs> as you're working. But I have to say there were times when I was stuck in that four hour, a day, you know, every day daily meeting that I was like, you know what, I need a shot. I mean, it's just it has to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that was also a crazy thing that people were doing. Yeah, it was it, it was kind of fun. Uh, now I I gotta be I got let me because I, I still work for the guy. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I was never on duty drunk uh, um, ever officially on the record. Uh, I <laughs> there may have been a time or two where I did not turn my camera on because I was drinking a beverage and didn't want to share the beverage with the rest of the meeting. But it, either way, you know. But that was going in to to see these things and going into that virtual world. You could definitely tell that there were a whole lot of people uh, that were in fact inebriated doing their, you know what I mean? And that was, that's kind of crazy too, right? Like people actually got full on drunk um, or high people were smoking. I feel like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I definitely got the vibe that they were, 
you know, not their selves from what I remember completely in the office, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you could tell because the responses, right? When they would yeah. the, the responses were like super short. And, mm -hmm. and God forbid if they at, were asked like a, a a question that required more than a yes or no or or like an in-depth brief or something like that. And you could tell you were like, oh, this dude's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <is> so bad. <laughs> And then but, immediately you'd, you'd hear the, the person in the meeting go, hey, whatever their name was, uh, you mind staying back while everybody else leaves? Yep, yep, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that, that. That was me a couple of times, not because I was drunk, but because I, I, I spoke out of turn and got a little rowdy. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, that was that, that was definitely a thing. Day drinking became uh, became a thing and it, and it almost became a a culturally accepted thing. You know, oh, yeah. Because outside of like tailgates and sporting events and stuff like that, day drinking, you know, or or weekend, you know, uh, brunch, you know, that, like those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Like on a Tuesday, drinking during the day was like this. This. You know, yeah. It's this like moral, is something going on in your life. Right. There's <laughs> moral no, no. And then people are like, hey, man, it's like Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Why are you drinking? You're like 2020. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best excuse. Yeah. 2020 yeah. has become a verb. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. No, it honestly has become a verb. And uh it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing and pretty scary at the same time. But you know, I mean, it's crazy that we're in December and we're we're still here, you know, knock on wood. So <laughs> yeah. I guess that's more on the good side, but yeah. Uh, drinking was definitely a thing. I remember there were so many promotions too from local liquor stores on these like delivery apps uh, saying that now you can get it delivered and you know no contact. Don't worry about it. It was just wild. And that was that's actually I, I have that written down as one of the best things uh, about this whole ordeal. Uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. uh, not because I'm a consumer of alcohol, which I, I certainly am, uh, but to seek because there were so many restrictions put on how and when and where and certain rules about alcohol that the government came in and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to call time out on all of those because they understand yeah. what's going on in the country right now. People need a drink. So uh, they, they lifted so many regulations and so many restrictions. And so you could now order, you know, uh, because you can't go to them right. and to help those small businesses, these small distilleries out, you know, they, they allowed these distilleries to do home delivery directly from the distillery, which was, so amazing amazing oh yeah, yeah. And, amazing. And I'm, I'm, i love whiskey uh and you can often get stuff from the distillery that you can't get anywhere else so i uh i was i was soaking that up like crazy like, that's awesome <laughs> yeah. so I, I i i thought that was that was a winner um no that's definitely for sure was a winner i'm a tequila girl i was getting my tequila I was, you know, making my margaritas. I was having my wine too, and it was just awesome. Excellent, yeah. I, uh, I, I, my, my collection of whiskey definitely grew uh, substantially during that time because, you know, now I can go shop online for for stuff that I would have to actually go out and like drive around to a bunch of different stores to get. So, my, uh, my, my collection, my whiskey collection, was definitely a winner uh, during the uh, the pandemic shenanigans. I mean, I, I need, you know, some lessons in whiskey because I feel like I, you know, I don't, it's not that I feel like I, I know next to nothing about whiskey at all. So uh, I definitely need to be educated on that at some point. But <laughs> That's awesome that you got to expand your collection. Um, 
and you, you know, online shopping, that's another thing that was on my list for, I feel like not so great for me because I just kind of went crazy with it and bought so many unnecessary things. (laughs) Same. uh, Yeah. Same. Yeah. And it it was really cool to kind of watch, you know, it it was a loss. I think it was a, a negative thing for us because, you know, everybody got so, uh, used to prime you know let's let's talk about uh that big uh that oh, big yeah. company with the a letter can we say their name are we allowed to say their name on your show let's say the name okay. amazon. amazon right uh, <laughs> so so here's amazon and we get used to that prime that two day that one day that next day delivery and all of a sudden something that you know would take less than 48 hours to get to us is now taking a week to get to us and uh and and we were kind of bummed out about that uh but it was because amazon became this massive distributor of ppe to kind of help help fight the bug that was causing all this you know what i mean so it was it was a negative for me like i I remember i got i got pissed i was like damn it like why is it taking so long to get here and and really that was my boredom speaking out you know being stuck in the house right right but uh but yeah yeah and and not just to call it amazon i mean there's there was a lot of companies that i you know was normally used to getting things at a certain you know reasonable time and everybody was just backlogged and delayed in terms of shipping and it just yeah, it definitely sucked, but especially in terms of Prime, because, you know, obviously, if you have Prime, you're paying that extra to get your deliveries um, sooner and quicker. So that that really, yeah, that was a huge bummer. Absolutely. I feel uh, sports were another major, uh, so a loss, uh, a hard, and it was hard for me. I, I love sports. I love uh, baseball is is one of my big things. College football is another uh, by the time college football came back around, though, they were able to kind of kind of do it a little bit. But, uh, mm-hmm. but watching all the short the sports just shut down and stop and not knowing how it was going to or or when or if it was going to come back was was hard because then, you know, none of your TV shows are getting produced. You can't watch, oh, you can't watch any yeah. sort of sporting events on TV. Um, oh, sorry about that. That's all. That was loud as hell. Um, you know, uh, there's all these, all these, uh, you know, th- so, so you're kind of getting, you're, you're losing out on, on a lot of different things in the entertainment, you know, uh, Disney plus, I feel stepped up to the game and kind of. Yeah. They- yeah. They cashed in big time. <laughs> um, but I will say, yeah, low light for me was definitely in terms of like programming because I just finished watching everything that I could possibly enjoy and to see a lot of shows not knowing some of my favorite shows getting canceled some of them you know not knowing when they would come back I feel like you know some of the shows that ended in 2020 like series finale ended um I feel like they made a lot of what's the word concessions like they made it just wasn't as I feel it as a viewer that they probably could have done a lot more but I think that you know, with everything that was going on, they kind of gave us like subpar endings, you know, and that kind of sucked too. But yeah, just running out of things to watch uh, really, really sucked. Yeah, I I feel as though if if the NBA can do the bubble and finish out, I, I feel like movie sets and, and TV production teams could have done that exact same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, bring everybody in, put them in the bubble, keep them in the bubble until you you finish the series, you finish the movie. You do, you know what I mean? Um, bring them in, quarantine them, get them healthy, and then and then keep them there until it's done. You know, obviously there would have been some some monetary issues. Like that's yeah, that's where I think it's you know all that comes from. I feel like 
you know, in terms of budgeting, it's different for every set in production. And I think that's probably where, you know, not everybody could could really do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would... And maybe even to like the willingness from the actors and actresses. That's another that's another point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. TV, the, the TV shows and, and all that stuff uh, was definitely a, a rough one. Uh, but I, I feel like that was a, a major win for for both um, Netflix and and Hulu and all these other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I panicked. I definitely had an anxiety attack at first. When do you remember at some point when uh, Netflix was slowing down and and they weren't prepared for how many users that you know they were going to have streaming? So I think it, like they they had like a, an extreme slowdown in the UK or something. Do you remember I that? Do. Yeah. Yeah. That like made me panic. And also like internet connectivity issues. I was like, no, no, the internet cannot go down. I will literally die, which is such a millennial thing to say. But it, it yeah, I mean, I feel like that would have definitely taken me out. So when that was all happening, I was I was really, really anxious and on edge. And I'm glad that, you know, nothing terrible happened. It, but when that's like your primary connection to the outside world and, and honestly, I mean, yeah, uh, we had to start calling people on the phone again, um, you know, uh, but but the Internet was another one of those like major connection points for people. You know, you're stuck in your home. Um, that Internet service provided for a lot of people the only way to get to, to communicate. communicate. Yeah. And that was that was huge. That was a, that was a major, a major issue. So when these companies started having all these these issues with, you know, overload. Uh, schools, mm-hmm. you know, all every school in America went to a remote teaching, and yeah, and Zoom wasn't prepared at first. <laughs> do, you, do you remember all of the hacking issues that they were having with Zoom? Oh my gosh, oh. yeah, and and celebrities taking advantage and like showing up in people's Zoom rooms, and also like just random, you know, internet personalities like just taking advantage and being like, oh, going on on someone's classroom on Zoom. I would see all those like YouTube um things and it was just insane to me i was like i can't believe this yeah yeah it was uh but i I think they recovered pretty well i think because it was it was probably i mean within the first 60 days or so that they they made some major changes and yeah yeah no they they adapted which i think uh, to everyone's credit i think almost it was it was crazy to me to see how many um you know, companies were able to adapt to 2020 and all this madness. Like, and it was cool to see because they really, you know, adapted pretty quickly or otherwise they closed their doors. So yeah, that was, that was interesting to see. I, I want to, one of the lowlights for me um, and listening to your, your show, uh, I kind of feel like we, we kind of shared this, um, uh, the, the realizing and it was, it wasn't the fact it was coming to the realization that we are social beings and that we require yeah. uh, human connection. You know, there was a whole yeah. lot of people that claimed to be introverts that found out that no, in fact, they were not introverts and uh, they, they need people. And that was uh, one of the lowlights for me absolutely was not having that connection with people and realizing that I needed it. It was, it was, it was an emotional mm-hmm. need of mine, not something that I like to do. And you know, my, my family was, is obviously there, but it, it was different than that. I needed, I needed people. I needed an afternoon in central park. I needed, uh, you know, uh, an evening with, with the team. I needed, you know, a, a bunch of these, the, the social interaction 
that it threw yeah. me into, I, uh, I have this other, the, it's a, it's a journal podcast. It's a, it's a morning thing, but, uh, but I, I put on a, a song on that. And I, I remember I, I had this complete and total meltdown on the show, like total fucking breakdown. And to the point where I, I, I wrapped the show and I, I, I just sat there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And had yeah. forced myself to take about an hour of, of reflection time and try to, to figure out what this emotional sh- shit storm that I just <laughs> stepped into was. And, and it was coming to that realization that I just, I, I was losing hope and I needed people. And was- yeah, I talked about that a lot as well. And I completely understand how you probably felt because I feel like I definitely went into that same spiral. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I, I mentioned that on, on this show a lot too, because I felt like, you know, for people like me who just normally deal with depression and anxiety and all those things uh, and stress too, um, that was a particularly difficult time because it's, when you're, what I feel like makes me feel better sometimes is, you know, even just going to work, like having something that I'm doing that like my mind is distracted, having other people that I'm talking to can really take me out of my own head you know, and let me focus on other things um, other than my, you know, just this line of negative thinking that sometimes comes into my brain. Um, And not having that was really, really, really hard because um, then I was just in my own head a lot. And that's not a fun place to be all the time. So uh, yeah, that was that was really tough. And I feel like a lot of people probably struggled even more um not having like you said those those connections those human connections that i think inherently we all probably need to some degree so let me ask you this uh if i could did did you see because i i I have anxiety attacks as well um did you see was there a change in how those presented did you notice a change at all um yeah, yes and no. Um, I think what, okay, so in a in a good way, it sort of forced me to deal with them because I felt like, okay, so one of the things that sent me into like having, you know, more anxiety was the fact that I felt like uh, sometimes when I have an anxiety attack or a panic attack, it feels like my heart's going to beat out of my chest or I'm going to pass out or I feel like I'm going to die. Um, and in those instances, one of the things that always comforted me just in my head, you know, was that, okay, well, if I really feel like I'm going to die, you know, then I can always just go to the emergency room or go to my doctor and, you know, have them reassure me that it's not anything medical. It's just maybe, you know, in my head, whatever. And it's not something that I do, but it's just something that like, it's a, it's a comforting thought in those moments. Um, And in my head, what happened was, you know, no, I can't because I feel like the hospitals are definitely overwhelmed and it's almost next to impossible at a certain point, um, you know, to, to get a doctor's appointment, especially for something. So I felt kind of like not worthy in, in the middle of a pandemic. So that, that thought was no longer comforting. It was, you know, no longer a good coping mechanism. And it forced me to find other techniques to deal with my anxieties. Um, and so I started to journal more. I started to um, just talk to my family members more um, on the positive side. 
And that was, I guess, kind of a good thing. But also, um, I felt like I had more anxiety attacks <laughs> during during that time as well. Um, and and I guess to answer your question, yeah, it, it did present a little diff- uh, a little differently because I felt more so um, like usually it was like uh, I feel like I can't breathe yeah. kind of feeling. But um, during the during you know being locked in my in my bedroom for you know twenty four <laughs> hours a day, um, it was more like migraines. It was more like a feeling of sickness. It was more like you know just nausea, just like. It, it just, it was a different feeling for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things that I, I, I noticed is that they, uh, what they had been in the past for me were now uh, presenting in a, in a very different way. And it took me a little while to, to realize what they were. You know, I remember the, the first, the first legit one I ever had, uh, I called, I've, you know, I got some, some good medic buddies and I, uh, I started, I called him immediately and I, I, his name was Gabe and I started telling him what was going on. He's like, he's like, Ian, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I, I got, I'm on my way to the airport. I got to fly out and da, da, da. He's like, okay, what'd you do yesterday? And I, we had a, a huge day the day before. And he's like, bro, you're fine. Uh, you're, you're just, you just got too much going on right now. And your body's freaking telling you to shut the fuck up and slow down a little bit. <laughs> and, and, uh, and realizing what, what that was. Um, uh, but then seeing how it kind of changed, uh, and, and presented differently, uh, because I, I, I was in, you know, it was a, a different, emotional state i think uh when when stuff got uh kind of gross you know uh that that mid-may time frame uh, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. It, it just it was going so long and for you I, I you're in jersey right no i'm actually living in florida right now but okay, I'm from okay. new jersey yeah so jersey around I, I know the the northeast and the new york area they were all kind of experiencing that at the same time and that mid-may it just got super super gross and super dark. And, uh, so it, it, it started, it started showing and, and presenting a little bit differently. That was, it was kind of, that was one of those weird things for me. I, I now have a different, you know, I, I, and it's awareness. So when I start feeling these things, I know what's coming. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I can usually, I'm getting pretty good at, uh, identifying and shutting it down. You know what I mean? Like getting myself into a, a good spot, which yeah. I guess would be a win, but, uh, but yeah, it was, that was one of the weird things. I, they, they adjusted, they changed. Let me ask you this. Do you watch the show uh, Rick and Morty at all? <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I, I have been asked that question okay. more times, I think, this year than ever before in my life. It's just because it's a great show. And it, <laughs> just the perfect way to describe, like, what I was feeling, I think, is a scene from the show. Um, and I, I can't remember the exact episode. Maybe I'll find it and send it you just the clip but it it they basically had gone through and did back to back to back of like their typical adventures and you just see you know kind of a fast forward through all the adventures that they went through in a very short span of time and then they finally you know uh, accomplished their goal won a medal and they got back into the spaceship and then they just kind of sat there like breathing and then all of a sudden they just both start like crying and wailing and like I can't do this anymore this is like way too much for me like I, I feel tired why are we doing this to ourselves and it was so hysterical because when I saw it I was like yeah that's how I feel right now I feel exactly like this I feel exhausted I was exhausted by all the negativity from all sides like I was exhausted by like the news I was exhausted by you know just knowing that you you know all these people were dying and you know um 
being stuck at home, not being able to see friends and loved ones. Like it just seemed like everything was like you said, like really dark. Um, and I just felt so weighted down by all of that. So, yeah. yeah I, and I think one of the the hard things is the, the rebound from, from the shutdowns and all those things. I think a, a normal progression, we would have seen June be a very different time a, a year for us. And, and I'm, I, I can only speak for, for the Northeast because I know the virus peaked at different times across the country throughout the summer. Oh yeah. And if you know anything about, which I'm sure everybody's heard about, you know, how Florida was um, and is still <laughs> in some respects, it is not a good place to be. Uh, and it was not a good place to be in May, June, July, whenever, um, <laughs> as far as peaking and, and all that. So you've stuff. got all this, this pandemic stuff, right. And then, and then cue, uh, all of the the social unrest that uh, just oh God, kicks yeah. our country in the ass uh, and and continues to you know I I think I think we could have handled the pandemic had it just been the pandemic but now we've got you know we've got the pandemic we've got some major social justice issues that we're we've got to now work through we're kind of you know our hand is forced to to finally start making things better I hope um, and. And and that tears up all kinds of shit and creates a whole bunch of new problems. Uh, and then God help us. Yeah. It's a fucking election year. So, yep. <laughs> now it's not just science and social stuff. It's fucking politics. And you're like, oh, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. <laughs> no, it 2020 is a verb because of that. I think it's not just the pandemic. It was like Pandora's box opened up. Right. And like, just this nasty can of worms and and it forced us which is what i you know i've heard a lot of people say over and over again it just forced us to take a hard look at ourselves like what we were relying on and, and how to adapt and how to change in terms of like business and businesses and all that stuff and um you know all these companies that we mentioned before where they had to adapt in a short amount of time and then all the social issues that kind of you know came up in the forefront and then even in terms of politics and election, all those things, like we had to take a really hard look at ourselves and be forced to confront and deal with it, which is different from other years. So, and, and I think more people also had time to see yeah. all of this because, you know, everybody being home too um, and being able to kind of tune in where all, you know, if this, if the pandemic wasn't going on, they'd probably be busy with other things and not paying as much attention. That was, I feel another reason why all of those things really, you know, got as much publicity and as much, you know, attention as they did. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's been a wild, wild year. We, we actually, <laughs> and good, and yeah, good no, absolutely. Way, we, right? uh, we got, we got the time to read the, you know, the, on all the news stations, that scrolling ticker tape on the bottom. You know, we actually had the time to actually yeah. read all of that and it scared the shit out of us, you know, yeah, <laughs> where we couldn't yeah, exactly. stop reading it. And it just continued to scare the shit out of us even more. Yeah. 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 Man. So what's what's next uh, on your low light list? Low, so we, we talked about uh, uh, sports um, travel. Uh, travel was a, a thing that we we did for work quite often and we went to a lot of different places all the time and, and all of a sudden you can't, you can't travel anymore. And, uh, that, that sucked, uh, because you, you kind of get used to uh, when you do it quite often, you know, that, that, that perpetual motion, uh, when all that perpetual motion just kind of stops, you're just kind of sitting there like, okay, what do I do with my hands now? Um, and then, and then you realize you miss yeah. seeing places you miss, 
you know, uh, we, we did not leave our, so we lived on a, a military installation in New York and we did not leave that installation. We never, we did not step one foot off that installation for six weeks. And, and that makes wow. your world so very small. And, and you realize, yeah. you know, God damn it. I just, I just want to go, I just want to go downtown. Right. I just want to go. I want to go. I want to travel somewhere. I don't even, I don't want to <laughs> go to exotic <laughs> places. Right. I just want to go to Florida. <laughs> Jesus. Can, I, can right. I go to Fort Walton beach? I just want to go to Fort Walton beach. Come on, let me go. But, uh, but, and all of that, yeah. that stopped. And, uh, it's it's since then kicked back up you know we started uh traveling again for work in september and haven't stopped since but uh but yeah it's it's been uh travel was was another a low light for me because we would have uh, spent a lot of time on the road doing doing a lot of a lot of work and and we just didn't and i missed i i agree with that um the you know with my company we definitely had to adapt because we usually sent a lot of our sales team to trade shows, you know, um, and that was like a big source of revenue and income for us um, throughout the year. And we really had to adapt and find other ways to, you know, sort of mass market ourselves and, and make money. Um, so that was a huge adjustment. And then just for me personally, too. Yeah, I would agree. Travel was tough because um, my family, most of my, you know, immediate family live in another state. So that was rough, not being able to see them. My mom got, you know, really sick over the course of the year, not with Corona, thank goodness, but um, she got really sick and I wasn't able to go and see her where normally I would just immediately, I couldn't go to their funerals. I mean, it was um, in terms of just not being able to travel. Yeah. And you, 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 Did I cut oh, out? I got to now admit. No, 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 no. Um, you, you hit it. It's like so spot on uh, and made me realize that I'm, I'm an asshole for complaining about traveling, not traveling for work when there were literally uh, funerals that could have nobody attend. There were, you know, uh, so many, uh, and it makes, you know, my bullshit, no, just my no, bullshit. No. And <laughs> no. No, no. I, I, you know, I know you didn't mean it that way, but that, but that kind of brings, it, it kind of brings it full circle. You know, it, to me, it, it makes me realize how incredibly fortunate I have been through all the ugly that this year has been um, because, uh, you know, we, we, we came out of this all right. You know, we did have some family members get sick, but, um, but there were no significant life events that we could not be a part of uh, because of it. And we were, our family was incredibly fortunate for that. So yeah, that's uh, that, that was, that's a great point. That's a, that's a hard hitter right yeah, there. Yeah, it was, it was really, really tough um, to deal with that actually uh, not being able to say goodbye for the last time. And I was, you know, I think I was talking um, with Dina and from, so this is me trying. And uh, I remember we brought up that point that uh, I, I felt that a lot of people will probably have some residual effects even after this year, you know, just in terms of mental health, because I felt like, um, you know, it's you know, by the virus have to see those people um, and they didn't get to go to those funerals. So I feel like the, the closure just wasn't there. Um, and it, it's just, yeah, it's been a tough year with that too. So 
Um, and then having to hear on the news too, where people were saying like, oh, this isn't a real thing. And then having, you know, an actual mother or father or somebody, you know, close friend uh, die from it was like, you know, another like slap in the face. So yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. It's been really rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's gross. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's oh. gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here just kind of rehashing everything. Now, going, man, dude, yeah, fuck, fuck this year. This year. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I think I in, in talking with uh, with Dina and John, uh, a shout out to the both of them. Yeah. Love those guys so much. Uh, we, we had a, a, a similar conversation, you know, kind of just just in that moment of going, man, this is. You know, where do you, where do you find the joy though? Where do you, you could, because if you don't find the joy, you're just going to go down. That's, that's an endless tunnel of, of gross and sad. Uh, and so finding those, those little things to like, to lift you and to pick you up and, and finding joy in little things uh, to kind of make you to cope, I guess, with, with everything else that was going on, you know, is, it was so, so very important and appreciating, I, I finding a new appreciation for things that I did not appreciate before was I think one of the the bigger ways or better ways that I was able to kind of not just kind of sit in that, that darkness for, for so yeah, long. Let's get off the low light train. Let's <laughs> move into some highlights, if you will. Uh, what, what's your first uh, highlight on your list for 2020? Uh, so, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, uh, zoom meetings. Uh, they were also, they were a terrible thing, but they were also, <laughs> we already kind of talked about that, but they were hilarious. But, um, uh, watching all of these old school army dudes having to be forced to, to operate in a virtual yeah. environment was one of the most joyous things ever, because these, these hardcore full-time soldiers, uh, who who were amazing soldiers, you know what I mean? Now had to learn how to operate on this virtual environment. And man, they sucked <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and watching them, you know, uh, but watching them adapt quickly and and become masters of of that as well, along with everything else that they did, was was really was really quite awesome. Uh, and and it was, but it man, there was a lot of Hiccups, a lot of community yeah. results. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, but but I guess I got a before the Zoom meetings, family time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I got an uninterrupted you know, 60 days with, with my wife and kids. And that hadn't happened in probably 18 oh, wow. years. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, I, I would, I, I'm going to put zoom as number two. I got to put the, the family time, you know, that was the highlight was I, I got an uninterrupted chunk of time with my that family. Was a, that, was that was a major um, meme for the year too, because people were saying, you know, both things, like some people were saying like you, they got to spend more time with their families. Some people were saying that it was, you know, very positive. And there's like a meme out there about, you know, the, the, the Corona babies, because, you know, people were just spending so much time together in the house um, that, you know, they ended up, people ended up pregnant. And then um, on the other side of it, too, people were just like, yeah, you spend too much time together. And they were um, talking about, you know, higher rates of divorce. So I feel like that was definitely a, a, something that everybody was discussing more time with the fam, um, good or bad. And it's, it's good to hear that you, you know, appreciated the time that you had. Yeah, it, it now that 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 appreciation includes uh, me 
finding a way to get back to work. So I did not divorce <laughs> my wife uh, because, because to go from all this time away to like un uninterrupted time together uh, would not have been yeah. healthy for us. So we, you know, <laughs> so we, we, we learned how to phase that and, and try to figure that out. But yeah. But yeah. How about you? What was, give me, what was uh, one of yours? Low light or no highlight, highlight. Um, well, I have to say, uh, one of the first things that I came across that made me, you know, really smile was, uh, John Krasinski from the office. If you're familiar with that show. Um, yeah, he, he made a YouTube channel all of a sudden and it was called some good news. Um, and it was just him in his like living room or something. And he would, uh, basically do his, his fake news show, not fake news, but his homemade news show uh, about all like these good things that were happening across the country, you know, and really uh, great stories and stuff. And it was just so refreshing uh, when that happened. It was amazing because uh, I would tune in. It was, it was a huge thing. It was actually, you know, it ended up, you know, everybody talking about it on like CNN or whatever. Um, but it was it was really, really refreshing. And I think at the time for me, especially like it was really needed to see, you know, uh, stories of like joy and happiness and like these wonderful things happening and people that were helping each other, you know, and going out of their way to try to even like, you know, communicate with each other, like people driving by <laughs> to celebrate someone's birthday, you know, from outside, uh, you know. Um, just different things that were just really, really nice. And um, amidst all of the the craziness and like, you know, the negative stuff that was going on, it was it was really refreshing. So I would definitely classify that as a highlight of the year. Um, the, I enjoyed it. That he did a, a snippet on that um, where he. I remember because I, I used to watch that every day too, or I, I forget how often he put it that out there. But uh, there was, and and I it made me cry. I was so pissed uh, of this grandmother and her daughter in the backyard, and they built this like wall of plastic, mm -hmm. but then built these sleeves in the wall so they could give each other a hug, but still be like wrapped in a bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one, but it was like, I was like, oh, I, I was, <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck you. Like, what? Yeah, you're like, because <laughs> I was waiting to hear why you were pissed. You're like, now I realize. No, yeah, it was, it, was, like it was so beautiful and so amazing. And I was, I was pissed that I was crying about it. That's what I was pissed oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. That, that moment was beautiful, but I was like, I was like, man, fuck you, John. You're making me cry. You're an asshole. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. No, yeah. a lot of that made me cry, but good, happy tears for once. And it was, yes. it was so nice. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Um, do you have another highlight on your list? Another highlight. Let's see. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I got to spend uh, some legit time working on, on my show. You know, I, we were so busy that uh, Y Whiskey was kind of a, a thing I would do if I got an hour to myself every here and there, but I was able to actually get in and, uh, do a bunch of research and get a bunch of stuff and kind of kind of move the show to where uh, where I kind of wanted it to go. So that was definitely my why whiskey was a, a huge highlight because I it gave provided me the time to to sit down and really kind of make it what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. So it was that was a that was a good thing. And then having that time to uh, also being able to research. I, I'm a I'm a history nerd, so uh, getting more time in 
you know, fun stories about, you know, old dead guys and gals and stuff like that. It's, it's just intriguing to me. So, so highlight was, uh, was research time. Yeah, it's, it was a good time for everybody to kind of focus on their hobbies. Um, somebody, somebody said something recently though, which really made me think, um, uh, it, it was, I saw something random on Twitter and they were saying that, you know, people, no, I think it was from like some guru um, that I follow, but he was basically <laughs> saying that people are so uh, feel really bad about what like wired in our society to feel really bad about doing nothing that even when they're forced to stay home and do nothing, uh, they fill up their time trying to make themselves productive because if they feel too like unproductive then they feel bad about themselves and they kind of shame themselves about it so I thought that was an interesting thing um I don't know just just an interesting tidbit that I read but I think it was a good time for people to focus on their hobbies and the things that they actually love doing but you know don't typically have time to to do and um I feel the same way I kind of because with with the show uh here I um I just really appreciated the fact that I had a platform where I could express myself and express the way that I felt it because I didn't have a lot of, um, you know, communication or, you know, I wasn't close to a lot of, um, of my, you know, close friends and family. So it was nice to be able to come on here and just like talk about how I was feeling, you know, uh, especially when the feelings got really overwhelming, it was just nice to have a platform. So I just appreciated the fact that I had a show in general. Um, so that was cool for me too. Uh, yeah, but that's awesome that you you got the chance to really work on your show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but hats off to you because you are uh, so open, and honestly, you, you're kind of a, an inspiration to me. If I'm gonna Aww. if I'm gonna fanboy for just a second, uh, indulge me here. Um, uh, listening to you and how open and honest and forward you are uh, kind of a, a motor because I, I fall under that, that social construct of you got to kind of protect your, your image. Right. And I, I, I do that. And I'm so, I am so impressed with how, and, and honestly, it's wonderful. Uh, and I wish there was more of it with how just freely you, you share the things that you are experiencing in your life with, with everybody. And that's it's super impressive. And I just, so uh, fanboy complete. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's so sweet of you to say. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to take compliments or anything like that. So I'll just say thank you. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, a, a true um, another true highlight for me, I would say, is probably career wise. It was a crazy time. Like I said, you know, working those 18 hour days and, and just uh, doing nothing but work. However, it allowed me to express my creativity because with what I do, I work for a, a tech company. Uh, I work with a lot of software engineers and developers. And um, that's basically what we do is we, we, you know, if you want a website built, if you want an app built, whatever it is, that's what we do. We build those custom things. So uh, normally it's all about what someone else wants and, and we, we operate within that. And I don't get to express my own creativity a lot, but just in terms of like pivoting as a company to, to find other ways, like I said, we normally went to trade shows and things like that, to find other ways to operate and do business. 
um, and, and, you know, sustain our, ourselves during all that stuff, all that, you know, pandemic stuff was awesome. I got to, you know, be creative and, and come up with all these, you know, different ways to improve um, what we were doing. And it really helped to boost my career and gave me a lot more opportunities. So that was definitely a highlight um, for me. That's, that's excellent. I, I love hearing that. I love hearing those stories, the, the, the good, you know, we, we took the situation and it provided uh, the opportunity to, to change and grow and to learn. And we, we saw that, that same, you know, similar thing in, in my organization, we, we had to learn how to operate in a different environment and, and watching everybody kind of adapt and overcome to operate in that environment was really, really awesome. I, I really enjoyed watching you know, cause, cause people are, are amazing to me. They're just watching humans and seeing how humans are presented a, a challenge and watching, you know, certain people take that challenge and make it amazing. And other people's, you know, grab that challenge and it beats the shit out of them, you know, and, and yeah. looking at the makeup of the two different folks and this, this situation this year has provided, I don't know how many opportunities for us to, to really kind of see how you know because everybody's gotten a challenge in one way or another yeah. survival of the fittest <laughs> but, but i i feel like it wasn't even necessarily the survival of the fittest like it was you know it was uh you know just uh let's let's not be bored right you, you like you said yeah. let's uh so what can what, what can we do out of, out of for not being bored and, and what kind of new things can we create and 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 i'm interested to see how history captures this moment right now and where the develop this year you know what what things are going to be you know the all those innovations that you did at your work what is that going to look like 20 years from now you you may have started you know the train in motion that uh you know that 20 years from now totally changes how we do apps totally changes how we do any sort of tech stuff you know what i mean and you were the person that started all that because you got 18 hours in your bedroom every day, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I will throw in there because you mentioned something about, you know, observing humans and, and communication and, uh, well, how they adapt to change and stuff like that. And I will say that it was crazy, you know, on the on the negative side a little bit. It, it was crazy that face-to-face communication, how different face-to-face communication is from, talking on a phone or emailing because I think one of the things that people had to adapt to um, pretty quickly is tone in written communication and also even on the phone because it's different how you process the things that someone's saying when they are if you're if you normally talk to them face to face versus if they're writing you an email versus if you know you're on the phone with them necessary it's just it was interesting because I think a lot of things got like misconstrued with you know my team during that time and like people were just really on edge too working from home especially those people who had children at home um and trying to work at the same time I just felt like a lot of people were really on edge really stressed out um and you know communication was something that was like uh you know, had to, had to really, we had to really make some adjustments there. Um, but there were a lot of bumps in the road. So I just wanted to mention that cause that was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Learning how to, how to talk, uh, it, you know, like through text. And I've always struggled with that, uh, because I, and I can never tell emotion and my default 
voice because I'm, I'm just a, a sarcastic human being. That's just my nature, you know? Um, so, so, <laughs> yeah. so when things are said in a, in a genuine tone, I would always read that as sarcasm and I would find that, you know, I'm, I'm hurting my own feelings yeah. with somebody, you know what I mean? When somebody's saying something genuine, I'm thinking they're being an asshole. They're not being an asshole. They're being legit. You know what I mean? But I, but because my, my inner voice is so sarcastic, uh, I had to, I had to learn how to, how to shut that off or, or retone it to, to, to read, you know, basically the, the whole context of what's being said before I would respond, you know what I mean? I'd get two, two lines, three lines in and be like, oh man, no, hell no. And, you know, I'd angry type a, a, a response and they're like, why are you so mad? The, the <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, my bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I view things with a really wide lens. That's my problem. So like, for instance, if I saw someone, um, because part of my role is to to help enable, you know, our sales team too, uh, which can be sometimes tough. And uh, when I saw some people, you know, kind of slacking off and not doing as much as they could be, my wide lens thinking is like, you know, every day we're hearing about all these people who are literally on the edge of like losing their homes because you know they don't have the money because they've been furloughed or they've been you know uh the companies have shut down they don't have the opportunities to work um and to see somebody who still has the opportunity to to make a living kind of slack off during a time like this i took it personally you know so i got really stern with people and <laughs> i think that was something that i mean i had to work on because i was like you know, I can't, I can't take it so personally, but at the same time, it really bothered me. I was just like, no way, you know, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, at a time like this? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was interesting too. I, I would love to hear your big Sarge voice. Oh my God. That would be nice. <laughs> well, you come down and be like, listen here, asshole. This is what you're going to do. Hearing that come from you would be amazing. I, I would laugh. I not laugh because I, laughing is a, a default of uh, an uncomfortable nature for them. Um, but like when people like get stern that are normally stern and they like go and they, 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 they do that, that assertion of, of strength for the first time that you witness, you're like, Holy shit. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> so I, yeah, well, I, I will I, say I can't, I mean, you know what? It was it's funny. Cause, cause my senior director, what he always says is that he's, he's like, you know, knowing you, you know, knowing your personality, I feel like you remind me of like a, a te like a teddy bear with a knife. You know, those images that they have online, <laughs> the teddy bear with a knife. Wait, That's what he says. So you're five nights from Freddy's? Like what? What? No. <laughs> no, no. Like, like, you know, a sweet little, a sweet little looking teddy bear. And then it has like a knife. So it's like, that's, that's how I look, you know, or that's, I guess that's his perception of me when I'm like, um, being stern or like angry about something is that like, I'm like the nicest person, but I'm, you know, kind of pretending or kind of acting like, you know, this big trying to, you know, be perceived as this big, strong character, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, Don't squish me, but I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, but I, I can't say, you know, I had a stern voice. I think a lot of the communication was through email. Um, and I've been told that like, I, I, I pretty much am really stern and cutting, but always in a professional way. Um, so, and I think sometimes that's worse too. You know, you make somebody feel like they're going to lose their job. <laughs> like, 
it's hard to describe but yeah I think some of the emails I sent out were pretty harsh at times but it was just because I was thinking like big picture you know like are you kidding me I just read a story with you know this mom and all of her children you know or this father that lost their jobs and like they're now they're going to lose their home and you're just going to slack off today are you kidding me <laughs> so, so yeah so so did you use like the the angry email words you know like uh I, I saw a thing on the internet that was uh, what you know uh the interpretation of emails and like the one that stuck to me because i use it all the time uh when somebody puts like as per my last email was i already fucking told you yeah yeah you know? <laughs> that was a classic that was a classic for me i use that so much are you kidding me as per <laughs> last email you know per our discussion <laughs> yeah that was used a lot that's awesome a lot yeah that's fantastic so, any, any other highlights? Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I, I so I, I, uh, it, before we started talking, like when we were talking about, uh, before we came on the show, I, I picked five winners and five losers for 2020. Have, have you done that? Okay. Uh, no, I haven't, but I definitely want to hear your list. Maybe I can come up with some of my own. Okay. So, uh, let, let's, uh, we'll start with losers because then we'll laugh at the winners later. Uh, so, uh, number one loser. What do you think if you had to, if you had to pick one? Number one loser. Well, this is dark because my humor is dark, but probably everyone who died uh, <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're laughing. We're real assholes. I'm just going to let you know. We're real. Yeah. We're, yes, we, we are sincerely assholes, but I just, you know, I can't help it. Man. Uh, so I, podcasts, I, I gotta say, I, I think podcasts were the losers. Um, and, and let me explain that, uh, because there are so many people that put out amazing stuff. Uh, you, I immediately, I think of the folks that I, I have kind of come in contact because of my, my getting into more of it. Um, folks like you and Dina and Robbie from out of the blank, who have, and you and who had well anyway i don't know how to take compliments either um so, <laughs> so you have these people that put out amazing content and phenomenal things buried underneath piles and piles and piles of people who tried really hard but definitely missed the mark you know what i mean so you've got to dig through yeah. 20 shows that are are painful to listen to to get to that one show that is like, oh shit, this is my jam. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like we, we got oversaturated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think podcasts are one yeah. of the the top five losers. So, uh, no, number two, what's your what's your number two? Number two, oh okay. Number two would have to be parents, right? All those parents with school children that you know had to now um, be working from home and things like that. I feel like that was like a tough gig for everybody to kind of convert themselves, especially in the in the beginning to kind of have to act as teachers for their children. And I think that was a struggle for so many people. So I feel like that sucks. So yeah, hats off to the parents, losers. <laughs> hey, and middle school <laughs> math while you're hammered is hard. I'm gonna... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whoever the dick was that put letters in with math. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number two was bars. Uh, bars. Bars lost. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. Bars. I have a bar. Have you ever seen the movie? This is you might not have seen it, but have you ever seen the movie Coyote Ugly? Yeah. Okay, so I have. <laughs> that's awesome. I have a bar that is kind of like my Coyote Ugly. 
Um, it's like me and like three of my other closest friends. We always go. Wait, it's wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that you dance on a bar when we're not in a pandemic? I mean, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to. This bar is called Firewater, and it's like my one of my favorite, if not, it's just actually it's my favorite bar. Um, and yeah, I it shut down for so long. I think it just finally reopened. Um, and yeah. Yeah, bars bars lost big time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. What do you got for losers? Number three. Losers, losers, losers. I guess if I'm gonna go like more personally, it's probably just be like my family. They all lost. I mean, they didn't get to see me on a regular basis. So I feel like that's a major loss there. Um yeah, my friends and family, big time lost the losers because you know they didn't get to see me. And I think that that sucks for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got sports, you know, sports, sports lost. Uh, baseball, uh, oh, yeah. baseball figured it out first, but uh, I feel like sports took a, took a hard hit this year and, and kind of sucked uh, as a whole. Yeah. yeah. I, so four and five are, are kind of like all the, all the same, but, and I, and I think actually we honestly touched on, on uh on some of those earlier on i for me it was uh hugs and humans were my four and five okay hugs and humans um my four let me see four probably would be hmm uh maybe those old farts who couldn't adapt to technology that was probably you know one of the losers there because uh yeah everything kind of made a switch over to the technology side and if you couldn't get with it then yeah you were just buried somewhere um and then let me see if i could think of a fifth one well i i guess a big one again you touch on this before too travel industry right i mean they lost big time i bought stocks everything i mean they just plummeted um uh, you know still now ticket the prices of tickets right now are just like they're they're steel so and cruise lines and all those things. I mean, travel lost big time. Hotels, yeah, yeah, um, huge yeah, losers. Absolutely. And what sucks, of course, you know, nobody can go anywhere, uh, and now is the time to go somewhere because you can get there for next to nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But buy them in advance. That's what I do. I've bought. I have tickets for 2021. I'm going to be traveling all over i'll be doing podcasts from paris man i i i wised up and, and pre-bought some t- some stuff so i encourage everybody to do that too i am so jealous and cannot wait for that show that's gonna be awesome <laughs> right same here yeah. um let's get into your your winners who's your first winner? uh number one uh i i have to say because it it pulled me through uh the the grossness of isolation uh tiktok TikTok, yeah, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok exploded. Yeah, that's true. I'm not I'm not a content creator on that platform. I just I'll I'll go in there and just laugh my tits off at freaking all of these people doing crazy weird stuff and it's amazing. It's so entertaining. It is. I have yet to download TikTok to be honest with you, but I see all the TikToks online. Like I see them on Twitter, I see them on Facebook, I see them in every other <laughs> way you can see them. I just don't have the app, which is really funny. But yeah, I, I like TikTok. I like the content that I see from TikTok. Yeah, just limp syncing to to silly songs while you do weird dances and 
freaking yeah. other crazy shit. Uh, and and kids making millions, millions and millions of dollars for doing that. Yeah. yeah. How about you? One of my, uh, yeah, one of my winners would probably be the delivery apps. They won from me big time. I mean, all the, you know, Uber Eats of the world, the DoorDash, the whatever delivery app services that people have. Instacart, Instacart was huge. Um, getting your groceries delivered uh, and all those other apps that do the same thing. I mean, they won big time because nobody wanted to go to the grocery store. Nobody wanted to, you know, people, people just kept ordering and ordering food in different ways. So I think that was, that was huge. Oh, they yeah. were huge winners. I agree. I agree. Uh, for number two, oh, by the way, before, yeah. before he gets number two, I want to switch out one of my losers to say class of 2020. Oh, uh big time losers man i just thought of that yeah. they are like huge losers i yeah that seriously sucks i mean are you kidding me no prom no nothing no i, I mean yeah everything virtual that sucks i i got to be a part of the graduation ceremony at west point this year and uh watching that happen uh, without the parents and these, you know, uh, everybody, high school, college, all of the, them are important, but watching, knowing personally what, what the young cadets go through, uh, at, at the, the military Academy, um, not having their, did I lose you? No, no, no. I'm still here. Can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you. Uh, not having the, you know, their parents there and then being able to go through the big ceremonial stuff that, comes at the end of their you know 47 month experience uh that was that was incredible just uh, uh how how hard and resilient it was just to get them to to get through graduation and have some sort of graduation yeah, yeah. but all the the drive-through graduations the virtual graduations all that yeah no, yeah there's some some hard kids coming out of 2020 i'm telling you yeah, especially thinking about graduating college i mean look at the job market jesus christ i mean that's that sucks yeah, for real. <laughs> well, I don't know what my uh, my degree in underwater basket weaving is going to do. Unless... <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe maybe the degree in psychology will finally pan off. All, all of the psychology kids just raise their hands in joy going, I've got a job. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to need me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Oh. So, uh, so winner number two, what do you think? Number two winner. Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. I gotta say probably, um, hmm, let me think about this for a second. Go with yours. Let me think about the number two winner for a second. I want to say something good. Okay. Uh, so mine's, uh, hands down the, uh, the alcohol industry coming out of this a uh, huge winner. Like we kind of talked about earlier with all the restrictions kind of getting uh, lifted, even if temporarily for, for folks to get, you know, uh, shipping stuff changed and all this other stuff. So I, I think the alcohol industry and the fact that people were consuming uh, regularly uh, did, did some really great things for the, the booze industry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that. Well, obviously that's true. I definitely threw my money at them. So <laughs> I have to agree. Um, and I want to say number two winner for me is, is young people, you know, old people sucks to suck 2020. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, <laughs> why do I feel personally attracted to the hero? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, it's true. You know, you're you're exposed for every everything. I mean, you're at risk. Um, you know, it just sucked to be old at this time. You know, I always wanted to be old. I felt like uh, you get it's the only other time in your life. You know, when you're a kid, you get away with stuff, a lot of stuff. But I feel like old people get away with even more stuff than a, than a young kid even would because everything you do, I mean, you say the most ludicrous stuff, you could, you know, do the most ludicrous stuff and everybody's just like, oh, they're old, you know, they don't, you know, I mean, probably crazy, probably senile. I mean, you can get away with so much being old, but I have to say this year, I definitely am glad I'm not old because, I mean, you're just at risk for dying even more so than you normally are. You can't see anyone. You're trapped in your house. You probably can't move. I mean, yeah. And, and when you get that feisty old guy, you know, at the store, you can you just look at him and be like, bro, I will drop my mask and cough on you right now. That way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had threats from all sides, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so young people were winners. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, 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 the safer than... Uh, category for sure. So, so my number yeah. three, I got baseball, uh, baseball figured out how to, how to get the game going again first. Uh, and, and really it was a kind of Dana White at the UFC who got the whole bubble idea kind of going, but baseball was the first one to grab it in a, a, a large scale multi-entity kind of deal and, and get, get back to playing first. They, uh, I think July 21st was their first game back and it was, and they, they had a full season, which was awesome. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, you cut oh, out a I'm little sorry. bit. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, did you catch baseball? Yes, I caught baseball. That's where. Okay. You cut yeah. Out. No, I, the uh, baseball just figured out how to do it. They, uh, you know, they were back in the stadiums. I think July 21st was the first game back, and uh, and we're able to do really well and get the the whole season through. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome um, for the sports world. I think for me, um, it has to be Twitter, social media in general, but definitely Twitter. Huge winners. I think so many people <laughs> were focused on what was going on um, and they tuned in to social media a lot more. Um, and I got to I got to combine that, too, and give it to the news channels. I think uh, they kind of did find a way to adapt and, and um, they had all this stuff to report on with the pandemic. So they really won in terms of content. But, yeah, mainly social media. People spent way more time on social media than they even normally did in the past. Um, I was even getting a lot of, you know, my news, too, which is horrible. But like crowdsourcing kind of thing you know what i mean like it was really interesting to see pu live public opinions what everybody was thinking in real time and yeah i think that they they definitely won yeah the, the in the moment uh like like individual accounts are are so important and on a i'm gonna go history nerd on you you know uh, when we look at big events through history we you know we're, we're told all these stories growing up in textbooks and all these other things so you got to go to get kind of the real picture because all of that is, you know, whoever wrote that it's, it's their, their vision on an interpretation. So you go and you read you know, the journals and the diaries and the letters and all these things that, that were captured in the moment. And, and for future generations where it was, you know, the civil war, it was all, you know, journals and letters for us, it's going to be social media, you know, what was happening in America in 2020. And they're going to go back to the archives of Twitter, you know what I mean? And read like 
Oh man, yeah, which is crazy to think about, but yeah. so true. And I'm, I honestly, when you said you were journaling, uh, I, I got a huge like ear to ear smile because that is so very important uh, on on a historical perspective. You know, uh, because somebody's going to find that journal long after you're gone and read it. And, and oh man, that's a scary thought. <laughs> but yours put in with all these other people, you know, I mean, it's really going to capture the story of, of what, what this year really was. And that's so, so important. So uh, hang up here. I better step up my game. You know, that's a, you just gave me a great idea because now I'm just going to address the future reader. That's how I'm going to start off my entries now is addressing the future <laughs> historian who's going to be reading my journals. I think that's going to be a cool perspective. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. So who's your who's your next? You have uh, I got Zoom is uh, is my number four. Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. Zoom, huge, huge winner. Everybody started using Zoom. People who'd never heard of it. Uh, we were using. I was using it long before. But people who'd never heard of it. I mean, everybody made a Zoom account. All of the you know, education, uh, you know, schools, every, everybody just started using them. Businesses all across the country and, and outside of the country started using them. So that's, that was a huge boom in business for them. I mean, wow. Incredible. Yeah, I, I had never, I had never heard of them. Not once until, uh, my cousin said, Hey, we all need to get together. Here's my zoom account. I'm like, what the hell is zoom? What, what is this thing? You know, and I opened it up. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is Skype on steroids. Like what, what is Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was kind of just uh kind of cool to see and now it's become it's become a word that everybody knows you know hey are we doing zoom is this a zoom meeting is this a you know what i mean like it's it's kind of it's cool yeah yeah and uh for you know on my end i'd probably say toilet paper i mean toilet paper companies won huge they won big time i mean that was crazy i think that's probably going to be a really interesting part to your point for historians in the future why everybody was going so insane about toilet paper you know it's still beyond me i have no clue but you know as a result toilet paper companies definitely won big time during that whole thing that blew my mind so we i was traveling and i came back uh like the day before they shut down new york hardcore and we were in our our grocery mm-hmm. store and i remember like looking down the toilet paper aisle going what why is the toilet paper going? Blank, why is yeah. it, 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 are, are people worried about like pooping like what what is that what's happening yeah no i idea. don't know where that came from i'm wondering yeah. i mean my, my cart's full of like like you know foodstuffs and and non-perishables and uh and booze and you know everybody else has got you know, the important right, stuff yeah, yeah. worth of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> I mean, carts full of toilet paper. It just, I don't understand the mind state, but it's also, again, to your point, the interesting thing with human behavior, um, I will say like for reference, when I was in middle school, for uh, some reason, this is just like, that was a crazy age. For some reason, what we would do sometimes in the mornings would be like some kids would just start running. Like they would start running around the school and then they would take off running and more kids would take off running and it just became a whole stampede. And it would be a thing that would randomly happen that <laughs> all the kids would just kind of start stampeding around the school, you know? Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're telling yeah. me your school had daily stampedes of children <laughs> yeah. for no reason. For no reason. 
so you know I always thought that that was like uniquely insane but I think with the toilet paper it was the same sort of situation it's like some people started to kind of say okay I'm just going to start stocking up on toilet paper and then other people saw them and like wait a minute me too and then everyone was like wait I haven't gotten any let me get some and it was just kind of like a stampede of getting toilet paper so <laughs> it's a very similar situation I think that's how people are they're just like if everybody's grabbing this I'm obviously going to grab it too oh I can't. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> bizarre, bizarre things a run on toilet paper and random stampeding children in Florida oh my god yeah that, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so my last one if winners is is also I know it was in the losers category, but it's both uh, is podcasts. So many awesome uh, creators yeah. and, and content makers finally went and got a microphone and figured it out. And they put uh, so much out there for for, you know, to share knowledge, to entertain, just to talk. And, and I think they're you know, we got connected into so many more great stories and, and accounts and uh, and, and even more so, you know, so I think podcasters are, are a definite win for, for 2020. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it is a win. I think, my, um, you know, I, I feel like a winner cause I had more content as well. I mean, if, if I was ever stressed, depressed or anxious, it was during, you know, this whole thing. So yeah, I agree with you. And I think we got a lot more beautiful, um, podcasts out of, you know, everything that happened, but for me on my list, I'm going to say healthcare professionals and doctors, I think yeah. were winners. I, I think they, you know, got a lot of business obviously. And I'm going to lump in there, you know, um, anybody that owns like a funeral home, <laughs> dark, but true. I mean, <laughs> you got a lot of business, uh, sorry to say, but true. Um, and then I'll probably, I could probably put doctors obviously and, and just health, you know, care professionals, uh, in general, frontline, frontline people uh, in the losers category, too, because obviously um, they definitely lost uh, with not having enough equipment, not have not being prepared enough. You know, the responses that, you know, how we were responding to the whole thing um, as a country was definitely tough on them. Um, and we lost a lot of them. But again, plus side, they were celebrated. They got a lot of business, um, unfortunately, but fortunately, too. And um, yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. I like it. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, show appreciation to, to healthcare workers before uh, as much as I should have. And I've got uh, family members. I've got a family member actually uh, from Colorado. She flew her hospital, sent her to Jersey to help uh, because their, their hospital wow. was in a good state. Like they were in a good place and, and Colorado was doing way right. better uh, managing than Jersey was. So they, they sent a team of nurses uh, from Colorado to Jersey to come help and, uh, talking to Momo about her experiences in Jersey. And that show was unbelievable. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, you're, you're spot on with her. They are, I, but I think they could be the losers too, because they got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. They got the shit kicked out of them for sure. And can we give a nod to also like rural America and just like the, you know, the middle States that nobody ever really cares about, um, too much and you don't hear about them too much but the thing is if you're living in a, in a low population you know state or place um, you were much better off than uh, some of our big cities you know yeah. <laughs> that get all the attention I mean unfortunately now uh, we suffered a lot more we had a lot more losses so shout, shout out to them too you know for being better off <laughs> than all of the other 
bigger cities. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, and, it, and it hit so differently, you know, watching uh, the, the New York City explosion. And I think uh, New York City, because of all the news and all the, the, the East Coast there, really took center stage. And it became kind of uh, America adopted, you know, the East Coast as a whole. But we lost sight of the fact that the rest of the country wasn't experiencing the same thing at the same time. Now, it, it finally rolled through in Florida. You guys, you know, you, Alabama, Texas and Arizona you know, you, you took the brunt of it in the summer, you know, it finally got down to y'all around that timeline. And, uh, and, but everybody was so tired from watching New York that you guys kind of didn't get that same spotlight. You know I mean? That, that same, like, I think Florida is unique on that list. If I may, I think Florida has always been America's basement. (laughs) I can say that I live here. Um, and all the weird shit goes on here and all the crazy stuff goes on here. Um, and unfortunately, I think the reason why, you know, Florida got not as much attention, but some attention too, is because, again, a bunch of weirdos. We have a lot of older people living here just dying left and right. And we had a lot of young people, vacationers too, coming here and also just like partying like no one's business. I think one of the most viral clips um, of the pandemic on the negative end was like, you know, people saying, they didn't care. Like it was their spring break, whatever. They're partying in Miami. Um, and, and so it was just like a weird thing. Like, yeah, you have the one of the highest populations of old retirees, but who gives a fuck, you know, like <laughs> I'm drinking my time. We're, we're young. We're, we're here. No, huh? Yeah. You, you know, you said uh, you, you don't give a fuck about the, the old people and be like, yeah, because I'm drinking my ties. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's That was the vibe. So it was like again you know where swing state everything is like split in the middle all the views whether it's because of being young or being older being at risk being not at risk you know political views everything is was just split down the middle and it was even more clear during this year and it just has been a crazy place to be and i'm a big loser too i'll put myself on the loser list because i moved here this year Damn. so terrible decision <laughs> right like the worst decision ever you know, um, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, uh, my last job. Sorry, sorry, Floridian <laughs> listeners, if you. <laughs> you're, you're one of them now, so you get to you get to say it. You get to own it. It's cool. Yeah. I get to. I get yeah. to. Say we, uh, it. we, uh, we would come down. Uh, my at my last job, every other year, we would come down to uh, Lake Wales, Florida. Uh, they're just south of Orlando, and we would spend you know about three weeks over Christmas there, uh, doing some some competition stuff and. It always amazed me. You know, we'd go to Arizona with you know on the off years, uh, but the even years we'd come down to Florida. When we came down, I, there was never a trip where at least three or four times I just kind of looked and scratched my head, going, "This is Florida. Like <laughs> this, this is happening. Like <laughs> there's nowhere else in America. This it, right there in front of me. This is just the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life." And <laughs> it's uh, talking talking to some guys from uh, from Ireland uh, and they visited like that's one of the highlights is to visit Florida and, and to get the Florida experience. And I said, can you elaborate on that for me? And they said, yeah, they wanted some crazy American shit. So they went to Florida. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's a podcast. If you haven't checked them out or heard of them called Florida men on Florida man. And they pretty much their entire podcast is like crazy stories out of Florida. Um, And the fact that an entire podcast can be dedicated to it, you know, pretty much shows anyone that it is a crazy, 
crazy place. Uh, it really is. I mean, really weird stuff happens here all the time. So 2020 was just even more of an, you know, <laughs> an exaggeration of all of that. It was insane. And it's been insane. Uh, so yeah, cra- if you if you're out there listening, all of my international listeners, um, absolutely. If you want to hear some some you know, or, or experience some crazy American shit, definitely <laughs> make your way to Florida. I, you're you're getting sure. listened to in 17 different countries. Wild. That's, That's awesome. wild, right? I mean, I, I want to say shout out to Ireland too because you mentioned them. They are. You know, as far as international, one of my um, top listeners internationally. So thank you so much to Ireland. That's badass. Super cool. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I, you know, I did the Spotify wrapped and I was like, unreal. You know, 17 people have heard me, you know, basically talk about all of these things. Um, how I'm feeling, but I, it actually made me feel good too, because, you know, at first I was kind of like cringe. Oh no. And then I was like, well, uh, it makes me feel like if they continued listening past one episode, then maybe they can relate to me. And I, I really like the, the thought that, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm on, I'm on a, an island by myself and I, you know, I can, I feel alone in a lot of my feelings. So it's nice to know that, you know, maybe some people feel the same way and they can relate. They absolutely can. I'm one of them. Again, and that's, uh, uh, they, you're, you're speaking a whole lot of people's language right now. And you're saying a lot of things. So, and, and I'm sure that they're listening and they're reaching out going, Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one that feels like this. <laughs> well, you're awesome. I, I think you're great. And um, again, if, if uh, you know, you haven't heard of why whiskey podcast, go check it out. It's amazing. Um, definitely for sure. If you want to, you want to tell them your socials, you can. Um, uh, Twitter at whiskey. Why uh, uh, at why whiskey history? Uh, well, at what? Well, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not drinking yet, I promise. Uh, at Y underscore whiskey <laughs> underscore history on Instagram. And those are really my two main platforms right now. I don't do the Facebook thing or uh, or anything else. And then uh, uh, my emails are connected to both of those accounts. So you can reach me there. That's awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on. You are definitely invited back anytime. Um, and yeah, it's been such an honor. Thank you so much. Huge, huge fun. Uh, thank you. I've, I've laughed so hard uh, today. You're, you're awesome. Uh, <laughs> keep being awesome. I love it. You All too. Right. Cheers, friend. Thanks. Well, there you have it. That's 2020 wrapped all as told by myself and Ian from Y Whiskey. Highlights, lowlights, winners, losers, you heard it all. Please be sure to go check out Y Whiskey podcast and follow him on all his socials. If you tune into the show, I promise you won't regret it. I also want to take a moment out to thank each and every single one of you that have tuned in to listen to this podcast this year. You guys are the highlight of my year and the joy of my life. I should also put out there that we do have an Instagram page for the podcast now, so please go check it out. You can find me on Instagram at sdanxious. And if you follow and share with your friends, that would be another highlight of my year. Wishing you guys all a day, month, week, year free of stress, depression, and anxiety as always. And until next time, love you. Bye.